Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Tuesday, January 16th. A bunch of Tesla vehicles were unable to charge at a supercharger station across Chicago amid an extreme cold wave of temperatures. Yesterday, the Windy City had a temperature of 2 degrees Fahrenheit, and it felt more like negative 20 after the wind chill factor. Tesla owners are reporting that they are not able to charge once they get to their vehicle plugged in. Several of them resorted to having their vehicles towed to the local Tesla service center. Now, it's possible that the superchargers themselves are failing due to the extreme cold weather in the region. Unfortunately, Tesla does not have a PR department to reach out to and ask for more details about the situation. After dropping Tesla, global rental car giant Sixt says that they will buy up to 250,000 vehicles from Stellantis for its fleet in North America and Europe. The multi-billion euro deal will see Stellantis delivering electric vehicles, plug-in hybrids, and also gas cars starting this quarter, and will carry on over the next three years. Sixt says that they plan on electrifying as much of 90% of their vehicles in Europe by the end of the decade, and we're not sure how much that will be in the U.S., but we can only hope. Mazda is the latest automaker to announce that they will adopt the NACS connector, Tesla's open-source charging standard. Virtually all automakers selling electric vehicles in North America have announced the same thing, taking advantage of the supercharger network. Mazda was one of the last few automakers to have yet to announce it, but it's understandable considering that the company is dead last in the popular automakers to go electric. At the moment, Mazda only sells one lackluster EV in the United States. Actually, I think they canceled selling it entirely. They scored a whopping 66 deliveries in the USA for the year of 2023, so we will likely not see electric Mazdas flood superchargers anytime soon. If you are waiting for a smaller, cheaper Toyota electric car, you'll have to keep waiting. Toyota has no current plans to launch a cheap EV despite demand building. Although many automakers, including Volkswagen, Stellantis, and Kia, have revealed plans for a low-cost EV under $30,000, the automotive giant of Toyota has yet to announce any such thing. As a matter of fact, Toyota's European product development boss, Andrea Carlucci, told Autocar that battery costs make a cheap EV unlikely. When asked why Toyota has no plans to address the market, Carlucci said that there's a, quote, premium attached to electric cars. He explained that there needs to be a, quote, substantial shift in the cost of batteries before Toyota will make an EV at that scale. Now, Carlucci said that Toyota cannot achieve that level at the moment and added that the urban crossover concept that was revealed will be the cheapest EV in the near future when it becomes finished. Now, it is possible that Toyota is waiting on their bet of hydrogen or solid-state batteries to pay off. In the meantime, companies like Tesla and even Panasonic are improving upon existing battery tech and making incremental improvements that drive up sales and drive the rest of the industry. Ford is gearing up to build the first electric Explorer models this summer. The first Ford Explorer electric vehicles are going to reach customers in August. Ford also expects to begin production of its second EV by the end of 2024. Ford unveiled the electric version of their best-selling SUV in March, and it spawned from a partnership with Volkswagen in 2020 to use their MEB platform. Now, Ford says that the electric Explorer, quote, combines German engineering with striking American style. That's one way to put it, but if you ask me, it combines American marketing with Germany and their supply economics, but... Anyways, after a delay of over half a year, Ford wants to begin building the Explorer in June, 
This according to a German newspaper called Automobile Woche. Ram has unveiled their first electric vehicle for the U.S., the Ram ProMaster electric van. The range estimate is a hugely impressive, but it is a big van, so it's sitting at 162 miles of city driving range. The Ram ProMaster EV will be available in a delivery and cargo model. The delivery EV is available now, and the cargo version will come out later. The cargo version has two versions of itself, including a 12-foot cargo length and an extended 13-foot variant. Ram's ProMaster EV cargo van also includes up to 3,020 payload pounds, while the delivery version offers 2,030. The electric van has a 110 kilowatt hour pack, and it features 50, 85, 125, or a 150 kilowatt DC fast charging option. Ram's first EV will compete with Rivian's electric delivery van and also Ford's e-transit van as the market continues to grow in the U.S. So far, there are no electric minivans for sale, so all those soccer moms will just have to drive their SUVs. I know they don't like it, but they do. Lightyear has finally thrown in the towel on attempting to bring its long-promised solar electric vehicle to market, at least one donning its own badge and design language. The startup's founder, Lex Hustlefoot, has been replaced as the born-again startup pivots towards solar panel development to be implemented on other companies' vehicles. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because this already happened to another solar EV startup. The fellow European startup called Sono Motors has officially pivoted away from vehicle production to focus solely on solar systems. So, yeah, same story, different company. In today's community comment found on YouTube, there was a fair amount of commentary on Elon Musk and his statements regarding taking a higher stake in Tesla. I didn't say much on it yesterday, but after reading the comments and hearing a little bit from my colleagues, I have a little bit more to say today. Elon is now very publicly stating that he is, at the very least, considering taking his industry talents, not just elsewhere, but to his own company that would be competing with Tesla, particularly in artificial intelligence. Now, Electrek's Fred Lambert had a very good point, reminding audiences that Elon himself has stated that Tesla is an AI and robotics company. Now, investors and fans alike did not see that as being ambiguous at the time, and it's not ambiguous today. That's the goal of Tesla right now, so yeah. Now that Elon is essentially threatening to leave for a competitor company of his own making, it leads shareholders and the company in a bit of a bind. Fred had a very good point also, saying that this was an announcement that if it was made by any other CEO of any other company, they would be harangued by the public for a conflict of interest and possibly blackmail. And I think <laughs> that's true. Now, this is not the equivalent of quitting a hot dog stand and making your own. Elon Musk is at the helm of a publicly traded international conglomerate. The stakes and the laws are very different at this level of the workforce. On top of this, shareholders are literally putting their money into the creative faith of Elon Musk and the team that he attracts. Not to mention all the customers who put money into full self-driving. I forgot about that. But perhaps it's my own obsession, but I often worry about Elon Musk and the position that he's in. The crossroads of not only being adored, but also hated in the public eye, and having so many people relying upon him, living under the microscope, and being so incredibly wealthy and influential, I just don't think that this is the kind of situation that creates a balanced person. I imagine it's very difficult for Elon to find people to talk to and have regular social interactions with on a regular basis, 
something that would help ground him to reality that's very necessary for all of us. Now, without safeguards like these, I imagine, and it's just my imagination, that Elon's personal accountability to others has diminished over time. Now, I realize it's rather trite to paint a tragic case for one of the richest human beings that the planet has seen to date, but there are plenty of people out there who don't worry about money anymore, and very few of them reach this level of an untouchable state. Now, past blatant control or just greed, it's really hard to paint a wide brush on what Elon's motivations actually are. A small part of me wonders if he doesn't want to be CEO of Tesla anymore, and he is testing out the waters in such a way that preserves his own self-importance. Leaving to the competitor company of his own making could give him the option or the flexibility that if he wants to have his existing lifestyle of being the top-shot CEO, he could still have it. Now, it took me a long time to get here, but this is my point. It sounds to me like Elon is toying with the idea of leaving Tesla, but in true eccentric billionaire fashion, he is pumping up his own image in the process. Leaving a job can be like a breakup sometimes, and no one wants to leave a partner, even if it's of their own accord, and feel like they are not worthy of the role that they just left. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section below. Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.